the light of the world. Today we are celebrating the festival of the dedication Hag Hanukkah. This holiday revolves around the performance of Hadleket Hanukkiah, the lighting of the Hanukkah menorah. We light a luminary candelabra of nine arms total, and we publicize the miracle. You will be surprised to know that we did not always do this. Abraham, Rabbi Abraham Chill says that in the times of the Second Temple, Hanukkah was more of a Jewish nationalistic holiday. But after the destruction of the Second Temple, most of the Jewish people lost their place in the Holy Land, and the Jewish leaders, the rabbis, created Hanukkah to emphasize a spiritual truth through the obligation of Jews to light the menorah. They focused on the performance of the mitzvah because the Greek forces in the time of the Maccabees attempted to destroy the spiritual life of the Jews by making edicts to prohibit the mitzvot of male circumcision, proclaim proclamation of Rosh Chodesh, and the public readings of the Torah. So even though the national significance of the holiday was diminished compared to the time of the Second Temple, the spiritual components were still exemplified through the lighting of the Hanukkiah. Rabbi Yeshua also emphasizes spiritual teaching on Hanukkah. In the Gospel of Yochanan, Yeshua speaks on how he is Roe Yisrael, the shepherd of Israel. He happens to say this during Hanukkah. The Gospel of Yochanan has a habit of presenting teachings of Yeshua on a hog. This is done to both clarify the hog in a deeper sense and to communicate something previously unknown to Israel. In this way, he is being a shepherd to lost sheep that have been lost through pagan ideas and exile. Here are the major points of Yochanan's Hanukkah passage. There are a group of Jews who approach Yeshua and ask him to reveal himself as Messiah. Yeshua responds, he has, but they don't trust in him. He reminds them that his works testify to who he is. Yeshua also tells them that they are not part of his flock. His flock listen and recognize him. Yeshua grants his flock olam haba, everlasting life, in the world to come. He can do this because he and the Father are echad, they're one. This embittered the gathered crowd, and they picked up stones. Yeshua sees what they are doing and responds, saying, Whoa, 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 hold on a second. You've seen, you've seen my good works and reflect the Father. For which one are you stoning me? They reply, Not for a good deed, but blasphemy. For you are making yourself out to be Elohim, a god. Yeshua replies, isn't it written in your Torah, you are, you people are Elohim. If he called Elohim the people to whom the word of Elohim was addressed, and the Tanakh cannot be broken, then are you telling the one whom the Father set apart as holy and sent him into the world, you are committing blasphemy? Just because I said, I am a son of Elohim. Basically, there are two points the Jewish authorities and their stakeholders make. One, the Jews who ask Yeshua to make plain that he is Mashiach actually have a different idea of who Messiah, Mashiach is. Two, these Jews don't like that they are not considered his flock. Therefore, they choose to see him as blaspheming when he says, My father and I are Echad. 
It goes from, play, from please make it known your Messiah and be clear to it is right for us to stone you because you make yourself equal to God by saying me and my father are echad. This is the problem of the opposition of Yeshua. The idea of echad and Elohim are applied in extreme ways where in their minds, the God of their forefathers cannot manifest himself tangibly and by implication, neither relationally. Echad in Hebrew can mean one. It can also be used as a compound. For example, in Genesis, in marriage, man and woman are, are echad basar, one flesh. Now, in regards to Elohim, they do not take into account the reference to Elohim that Psalm 82, verse 6, which Yeshua then quotes, the psalm has roots in the ancient concept of sons of Elohim, b'nei Elohim, being persons of divine authority. In the psalm, Asaf, the composer, declares that God stands in the divine assembly among the judges he, des- he delivers judgment. Asaf deplores how the judges of the world do not keep what they are responsible for and urges God to come and judge the earth with equity. Continuing with this concept of the sons of God, the first time we see sons of God is Genesis 6-2, where they saw the daughters of man and took them in marriage. After this is done, God declares that his spirit cannot endure forever with man since they are flesh and blood and declares they cannot live for over 120 years. Yeshua wants the people to see how their role as God's flock their mission intertwines with the concepts of Echad and Elohim. Consider Yaakov Avinu, Jacob our forefather. Yaakov in Genesis 32 and Genesis 35 is named Yisrael. This is significant because an angel and, most of all, Hashem give him a new name, Yisrael. Hashem did something which Jewish fathers do. They name their child. Therefore, God fathered Yaakov and named him Yisrael, one who has wrestled with Elohim and humankind and succeeded. He is a son of God, therefore. All this applies to Yeshua's response in Yohanan's account of Hanukkah. This is the application for us as it was to the Jewish audience hearing Yeshua. Being a son of Elohim does not mean you are a god but that your power reflects Elohim is from God. In accepting the call to be Elohim, we manifest God's power, not we become gods. We are in a hierarchy of order. We are in a chain that maintains order in creation and society. Rabbi Yeshua, in essence, is harking back to Israel's greatness. It is meant to be a light and salt to earth. As the Hanukkah shines brighter, Incrementally throughout the Hag of Hanukkah, so does the light of God when we choose to celebrate our mission to redeem the world through spreading the gospel, standing for the truth, acts of kindness, and worshiping God, the God of our forefathers. Yeshua tells us to seek him and to be his sheep in the words of Psalm 95. When we light the Hanukkah, we acknowledge that God is the light of the world who gives us light. Because of that, we reflect the light of Hanukkah. Hanukkah reminds us that we can be like God 
be sons and daughters of God. We can be vessels of holy oil ready for the Shamish, Yeshua, the light of David, that has not been extinguished. He, in his mercy, has allowed his people to shine for 2,000 years and onward for Yeshua. Yeshua says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light which gives life. Rabbi Lichtenstein, in the same thought pattern, says, Indeed, Israel is a priestly people and a holy nation. Like the sun that pours forth its light and illuminates all that grows, so also is Israel the blazing fire in the thorn bush. She is the oil lamp of the widow, the oil which nourishes all the holy flames, the shamish lamp with which all the greater lights are lit. Being a light to the nations is a precious honor for which we have paid dearly a lofty knowledge written in blood, a covenant sealed with fire. Shabbat Shalom.